it's so hard to believe that I've been putting out weekly episodes for this for the past two months, and this is the third month in a row where I will be consistently keeping up with my goal of putting out content for you guys every single week. A lot of small steps over time really add up to big successes. One and a half years ago, I couldn't even talk in front of my camera without feeling this really big aversion or fear, and I really felt like extreme judgment around doing so. And now, today, I have absolutely no fear about showing up to speak to you guys and to record episodes. And it really goes to show that once you start doing something, it feels really uncomfortable at first. But over time, you just ease into it and it becomes so effortless. This month, I want to travel back in time to when I started my goal setting journey. And I'm going to share with you guys everything that I did right and wrong along the journey so that you guys can learn what you can do to tweak your goals so that they work perfectly for you and your lifestyle. This week, I'm going to be telling you guys the story of how I got started and then going into a bit of how you can make your goals specific and measurable. Welcome to the Guilt-Free Goals podcast. I'm Amira, your podcast host and the author of Guilt-Free Goals. This podcast is all about finding balance between your goals, rest, and flow. I want you to explore new ways of reaching old goals by showing up imperfectly and creating sustainable action towards your dream self. Are you ready? Let's get you closer to your joy one small step at a time. I really started to get into goal setting and become passionate about it when I was studying health psychology and struggling with clinical depression and anxiety. The combination of the two led me to this path of setting goals that really benefited my mental health. My ultimate goal was really to just feel good because every single day I woke up and I didn't feel good. I some days didn't feel anything and some days felt really, really sad. And my my goal was to just feel good again because I really wanted to get out of the place that I was in and I really had to find ways to motivate myself to do so because when you have clinical depression it's really hard to feel motivated or disciplined to do something on somebody else's routine or schedule and so I had to find ways around around what people told me to do and find ways that really worked for me because I found that I wasn't like everyone else and that's that's honestly what contributed to my depression in the first place so when I was able to make changes and feel comfortable living a lifestyle that benefited me and helped my mental health that's when I actually started to feel good again and goal setting really played a big part in that so one of the big things that I was always told was to get into cardio to alleviate my anxiety which I thought was a little crazy because when you're depressed, the last thing you want to do is to get up and do cardio, and you're not going to be able to motivate yourself to do that. So I felt a little silly being told by a psychologist that this was the thing that I could do to help myself because it really didn't align with how I felt at that time. But when you're paying that much to get that advice, you're going to try to, to do what they say to do, right? So I started with the goal that I wanted to do cycling because like indoor cycling because that was something that 
I kind of enjoyed, but I wasn't really motivated to do it. So in the summer of 2015, which was the year that I really got started with goal setting, I set out um, to cycle three times a week in the summer because I wanted to get fit and I wanted to look good for the summer. So I decided to start cycling. So I went to three indoor cycling classes for the entire summer, meaning that my three times a week didn't really work out and I could only get in three cycling classes and that was it. I was done. So later that year, I actually started seeing a different psychologist and she suggested practicing pranayama, which is breath work um, in the yoga practice. And she suggested yoga with Adrian, which is my favorite yoga teacher now. So I went to look at yoga with Adrian's videos and I ended up finding a 30 day challenge. And that was really what motivated me to get started. At the same time, I was taking health psychology in school and that really started my passion for goal setting and for health psychology because that was what I ended up specializing in. So I started learning about SMART goals in this class and our professor gave us the assignment to either make or break a habit in our lives by using SMART goals and by using a tracking system to motivate ourselves into building or or breaking a habit. So I decided to build the habit of practicing yoga. Pause. Has anyone told you today how truly unique you are? You are a snowflake. And snowflakes don't need to be told the right way to reach their goals. You can achieve your goals by finding what works for you and forget what these success principles are telling you. In my book, Guilt-Free Goals, you can learn all about how to achieve your goals on your own terms, set boundaries and be assertive, include rest in your schedule, know how to stay motivated, and so much more. Go to guiltfreegoals.com to get your copy today. All right, let's get back to the episode. So the original goal that started it all that I wrote down on that assignment was I will practice yoga for at least 10 minutes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So as you can see, this goal is really specific and measurable. And it actually led me into this 30-day challenge where I ended up practicing yoga for almost 30 days straight and for almost the entire next year. So it's kind of crazy. I went from being completely sedentary to getting moving every day and doing something to benefit my health and my mental health every single day. And actually what really motivated me was in health psychology, we were learning about depression and how that affects your physical health and I actually learned that depression is really linked to coronary heart disease and learning that really it set a fire under me because I was like oh I I struggle from depression and I have a higher chance of having like coronary heart disease now I really want to do something to change this and to change my fate because that control is in my hands and I can make that choice anytime I want. So that was really what motivated me and what got me to make a change in my life. So one of my biggest motivators was actually fear. A lot of people have different motivational types and I'll be going on about this much later in the seasons, but I just wanted to remind you that like fear was this big motivator for me. 
So yeah, the change I made was just like unbelievable because how does somebody go from never working out to working out every single day? And it took me like maybe six months, I think, to really solidify that change because I decided I wanted to change in the summer. So I was entering that stage of contemplating making a change and I started planning, but I went back to contemplation. And then when I got into yoga, that was when I really started to take action. And from that consistent action, I was able to maintain my goal with practicing yoga almost every single day. So when you're going to set a goal that works perfectly for you and your lifestyle, the first thing you want to do is make your goal specific. So a goal that you hear really often is people tell you like, I want to work out more, I want to run more, or I want to do more yoga. And this goal really isn't specific enough. Because if you practice yoga for one minute and then the next week you say, I want to practice more yoga, All you have to do to reach your goal is practice for more than one minute. And that's not a very specific goal, so it's not going to motivate you or give you a clear, actionable step of what to do next. Also, telling yourself that you want to quote-unquote work out isn't specific because working out can be so many different things so when you actually get specific on this that's when you will see exactly what you have to do to reach your goals because if you tell yourself you want to work out and then you come to the idea of working out and you're like what do i do do i run do i do yoga and then you have to make a choice and your brain is going to say that it doesn't want to make that choice and you're not going to work out because you weren't specific so actually defining every single part of your goal makes it more specific so when i started working out i couldn't say that i wanted to do it three times a week because that actually wasn't specific enough for me so i actually had to say okay i want to practice yoga monday wednesdays and fridays and that's when i actually got off my butt and i started practicing yoga so the second tip i'll leave you with is to make your goal measurable which means putting the element of time to it and defining how long it is you're going to be working on your goal every week For my goal of practicing yoga, I put the time constraint on that I would be practicing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then I said that I would practice for at least 10 minutes. And the reason why I put this time constraint on is because it doesn't have to be a big goal. So if I said that I was going to practice for 30 minutes every single time I practiced, I would feel like really constrained by that. So if I couldn't show up to to do the full 30 minutes, I just wouldn't show up at all. So it wasn't worth it to set a goal that was too big for what I was ready for at that time. And remember that it doesn't have to be a big goal. All it has to be is something that you can commit to consistently because you can always build up momentum or you might find that, you know, practicing for 10 minutes every day or, you know, two times a week is better than not practicing at all consistently. Adding a measurement of time to your goal also allows you to be able to tweak your goal every week. So if you have a really busy schedule one week, you are able to say like, okay, I'm only going to practice two minutes every single day or, you know, two times for 30 minutes. You're able to play with those time constraints and adapt your goal to your current circumstances. 
The last thing I'll leave you with is the idea that there's a difference between continuous and fixed goals. So I've been talking a lot about continuous goals that are things you are continuously working on. There are also fixed goals, which means a goal with an end date or something that will be ending one day. So for example, getting your university degree is a fixed goal. And a university degree is a great example for how you break down a big goal into smaller chunks. If you think about the university degree, it is, let's say, four years long. And sometimes your goal is just reading a chapter for a class. That's exactly what the overall picture of goal setting looks like because we're really just taking those little steps every day of like, okay, I'm doing this for this one class, but the bigger overall picture is finishing that four-year degree. So if you think about that, looking at the big overall picture is too overwhelming and that's why we break it down into smaller chunks and smaller steps along the way. There are so many aspects of our lives where we use goal setting and we don't even think about it. Like it's so inherently built into us as humans to be good at setting goals and we just overthink it about the things that don't come naturally to us. So that's why in these coming weeks, I want to break down what goal setting is, how I got started, and get you guys thinking about your own goals and how you can tweak them so that they work perfectly for you and your lifestyle. So that's it for this week. If you have any questions about any of the topics or anything I said, you can always send me a DM at goalsetting101 on Instagram. And if you feel like sharing it with your followers, just take a screen cap, upload it to your story, and tag goalsetting101 to be reshared. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Get ready to cue the outro. I'm so grateful for you tuning into this week's episode of the Guilt-Free Goals podcast. Ready for more? Download your free Dream Self Workbook from guiltfreegoals.com to get started in achieving your goals. You can find different supports in reaching your goals through my website and my Instagram at guiltfreegoals. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take two minutes now to leave a review or share it with a friend. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to invest in your dreams guilt-free. If you're listening to this in real time, I'll see you next week. And if not, get ready to binge the next episode.